Today on We Need to Talk, we cover a topic dear and dear to our hearts, car washes, and whether peaking girls should be doing car washes to raise money for charity. Now, Meter is obviously wrong on this topic, and I am obviously right, and also Kirsten's on this episode, and she's also agrees with Meter, so she's also wrong. So, uh, hey, guys, guess what? We need to talk. This goes back to like a weird conversation Meter and I had a while back. So, uh, someone else on the my argument to be stupid, so that that's fine. But if my, my argument, I forget what it is exactly, but something to the fact of, <laughs> let's say you have like a charity, and that charity is like uh, doing like marketing, like that marketing needs to be in sync with the with, with the charity's objectives. What's my argument here, Steve? I totally forget. I don't know. I only remember what I say. The it doesn't matter how the charity markets as long as they're getting the results they need. And the specific example was if the charity's way of making money was by um, selling sex via via like either direct sex or, um, you know, just sexual way, like naked women on the side of the road holding signs saying, give money to this charity. I think that's completely OK, regardless of uh as long as it's getting the results that they need and it's not like as long as you know it's contractually okay like the women aren't being exploited in any way they're just they're choosing to do this or men and i think that's okay so you're basically saying like as long as the college girls wearing bikinis on the side of a car wash raising money for a charity are okay Uh-oh, with it getting, then go for get, it we're getting into a real bad territory because <laughs> Car washes in general are typically done not in not by college girls, but high school girls. And then you're running into a cons- like a, a consensual issue where that's un- that's selling sex for underage women, and that's fucked up. All right, see that I actually didn't know. I don't pay attention you've, to human charities. I just you've donate. Fallen to into a, a quagmire that we have we have crossed through many times on this show. This is a conversation we had way back. So. Steve posed a question about uh, are car washes creepy? Not not car washes in general, but you know, like in high school, like these you know softball teams and stuff. Like they'll get all these like you know thirteen to sixteen year old girls to do car washes, and they'll like be in these gimpy bikini clothes and washing guys' cars or girls too, you know, whoever. But a lot of times, you get this, these creepy guys. They'll come in and they're like, yeah, I want these young girls to wash my cars, and it's kind of like. Your, your, your advertise you know i don't think it's necessarily true this is part of the argument steve and i were having but you know part of the argument steve has which i think is somewhat true is there's somewhat a marketing of sex of these underage girls to sell the car washes to sell the baseball team or the softball team or to, to that's them the up. whole point if it wasn't about the sex then they wouldn't do something that puts them in sexual positions you you don't you don't scantily clad somebody and then say well it's not about that like that's the whole re- that's the whole yeah. way they're making the money is by selling the the sexual aspect of it otherwise you'd be doing a bake sale or if okay let's say bake it's a bake sale are the best let's say it's a bake sale right a normal bake sale you don't expect to go there and see girls in bikinis but let's say it's a bake sale with scantily clad girls is it any more about the bake the baking no now it's about the the dress that the girls are wearing and that's the whole draw of the that as a concept of a car wash it's not washing the car it's seeing scantily clad women and in this case they are underage and that's fucked up okay so i don't agree with that i don't know if it is the point though because 
if you're washing a car, washing a car is very messy because there's lots of water, lots of soap, and all the suds. You mm-hmm. don't want to be in your normal clothes for that, right? And but but the way Wear it's happening is backwards, an old buddy. T-shirt. The Wear way an it's old T-shirt. The way it's happening is backwards. It's not. We want to do a car wash, so we have to dress scantily clad. It's we want to dress scantily clad. So what's a premise that we can put ourselves in that makes that okay? And in this case, a car wash is the way that they do that. I don't. I don't know. I don't know because. Okay. It's a justification. See, I agree with Stephen. I see. Okay. See, this, this is. I see your point, but I agree with Stephen. I I don't know though because I, I think it can be the case that it's sexualized, right? But I think you know, like, let's say you go to a beach. You know, plenty of people are wearing bathing suits, all right. You know, in, from any age, right? And they're not necessarily sexualized just because they're wearing skimpily close. You know, close. It's just fixed with the context. In context of washing a car, let's say if I was washing a car, I would have my uh, swim trunks on and have my shirt off, right? You know, I could wear like an old shirt or whatever. And you could say that maybe I'm sexualizing myself by putting these awkward positions and washing the car, you know, but that's just required for just washing a car. And it's what's most comfortable and makes the most sense to do. Alternatively, you could wash a car in a snowsuit, completely waterproof, and not be scantily clad. <laughs> I feel like that'd be very interesting. Get a bunch of kids in snowsuits washing cars. <laughs> that's the least scantily clad sexualizing of minors you could possibly do okay and if the snowsuits are funny and different that makes it even better i think car wash fundraisers for high schoolers specific uh, especially girls is a normalization of the sexualization of a minor and that is the entire purpose of it is that now it's in a normal setting where it's well, it's okay that they're in a bikini because they're w- getting all wet. the The whole thing is all about sexualization. That's the entire purpose of it. Yeah, when I have a daughter, I'm not going to want her to be part of a bikini car wash charity. Have a goddamn bake sale. Exactly. Sell, sell ad space in your school bulletin or on the website or sell those little crappy Christmas wrapping paper samples that nobody wants but everyone buys because they feel bad and then you get to go to the state finals because of it. No, just do a bake sale. Always bake sale. Nobody feels bad buying like a cookie. Well, I can't tell you how many times I have ever bought a chocolate chip cookie and have never not felt anything less than like pure joy and excitement because it's a chocolate chip cookie. Yeah, but you buy all your chocolate chip cookies from that naked stand. There is no naked stand. Where everyone's naked and they're selling cookies. Okay, there are people who are naked <laughs> selling cookies. I don't want any part of it. I don't know See? where their no. bodily fluids have been. And if they're anywhere over Probably my cookies, I'm going to be pissed. Keep your. Keep your weird body sweat away from my chocolate chip cookies. So you think that the no, entire no. reason for wearing clothes is to prevent bodily fluids from just spraying <laughs> all over the place? That's why people wear clothes, is that bodily fluids aren't just spewn all over the world. Steven, people get so sweaty, it's disgusting. It obviously carries all over the place. <laughs> So my point is that chari- I don't care if you're sexualizing for charity as long as it's, you know, literally <laughs> legal. Uh, okay. So, so in the case and of... And Nate thinks that it needs to be in, perfectly in line with exactly what you're doing. 
okay, so not necessarily perfectly aligned because there's no such thing as like perfect alignment. But okay, let's say that you are have a charity for I don't know cleaning up the streets. No, okay, that's a bad example. So cleaning up a park because cleaning up the street sounds like like crime and stuff. But it's like let's say cleaning up like a park, right? Mm-hmm. You know, because there's lots of you know junk or maybe there's trash in like say the uh, the area. So you could do a campaign where you have like a uh, like a bunch of thirty year old people doing car washes, right? And being scantily clad, sexualizing them, blah, blah, blah. You can have like these ad spaces where it's like something completely irrelevant. But I don't think that is right because I think you want something that's going to be congruent with the actual charity itself or the actual drive. You know, you could be still doing something good, but let's say, I don't know, maybe you start picking up trash for, for the charity event, right? And that's how you kind of gain money and support. It's by picking up trash or doing something which is can be related to that because it's kind of like synergistic with the actual end well my point is that you need like whatever's going to be the most effective so picking up trash may net you five hundred dollars but if you have naked women with a donation jar where their hoo-ha is then <laughs> guess what that's going to gain way more than 500 bucks like and i think that's just fine i'm glad that we're all starting to use the word hoo-ha <laughs> i'm just sorry i'm not glad about the situation of normalizing the sexualization of minors using oh no 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 we're, we're off we're off, just we're off the keyword the keyword hoo-ha is we're, I'm, we're, I'm glad it stuck we're off that topic okay okay so we're on to adults. Adults, yeah. So the thirty-year-old, thirty-year-old men and no, let's say it's like seventy-two-year-old men and women doing okay, doing well, uh, sexy car washes. No, you don't want to go that old because now you're going the other way. What's the other way? The other way is where you want you would pay them to put their clothes back on. Ah, uh, okay, okay. I'm saying you hire a bunch of strippers, mm-hmm. like really hot porn stars and strippers and and es- like top tier escorts and you have them walk around topless in New York City and ask for donations for a charity versus have some random guy walk around and clean up trash and ask for donations like which is going to be more effective okay so it's to me it's not about effectiveness but it's say like, uh efficacy right so whether it is like like okay like you have a certain way of solving a problem and that solution might work, but then it's, it's not, it's not internally consistent. As it's not the right I, way to go I don't, about it. I don't see why the consistency of the message is like the, the message of how you're doing a thing is are bake sales not okay for softball teams because it has nothing to do with the softball. Well, cause, cause it means who cares. Matter. Uh, okay, Who cares. Hold on, I'm, I'm gonna start debating here. Uh, Kirsten, what is your thought on this? <laughs> well, the way you mark. I mean, Stevens. Stevens, right? If, if you're, but <coughs> I'm sorry. Are you 30? I'm sorry. I just like. Who? who? You're not. Well, are are we still? Are we tying in the whole, like New York? St- strippers and porn stars with the whole like being 30 years old or yeah are we just you know they, they are they're full-fledged adults like if 
let's say they're at least 25, but they're still, like, smoking hot. And yeah, I think that would work, regardless. Okay, it's not a question about whether it's gonna work, right? Because I'm not saying it's not gonna work, but I'm saying that the... that it's not exactly right. That, yes, you can do that, and it'll be effective in raising money, but it's not the right thing to do because it doesn't align with the, the end. Because if you have a goal, the best way to achieve that goal is through the proper ends or proper means to achieve that end. Here, the means to the, the end is not congruent with the actual goal. Yeah, but how many... So, like, I, I guess it would... I guess in a way it could also be, like, what the charity is for. Like, what are you donating to? Like, the point where, like, could you... Like, is the morality of the charity so good that you could totally, you know, cast aside the idea that it's entirely bad to have a bunch of, like, hot 25-year-old, like, professional stripper women collecting money across New York City? Okay, we'll say My the... argument is it doesn't matter. Okay, so the charity is, let's say, uh, funding for type 1 diabetes research, right? Get naked, baby! Get that money. Well, not gonna get naked, but like. No, no. You know. I mean, I don't care if they're naked. If that's what's gonna raise the most money, and they're. I would the, care if they're, the person they're is fully okay naked it. in the city. I would yeah. not be okay with that. If they're in their Why? bikini in the city. Fine, because that's like public indecency. So. Well, there's like laws against that. Okay, pretend there isn't. Pretend you're in Maine and the girls are topless, where that's legal. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. So girl, all they're hot girls, and they're walking around outside of the main mall, and they're all topless, and they're they got collection jars between the tits, and they're collecting money. That's I think that's fine. I don't care what I don't care if it's kids with butt cancer. I don't care if it's diabetes. I don't <laughs> Why care was if that your go-to? I don't care if it's save the whales. I don't care what the what the charity is. I think that's irrelevant to the point of whatever's going to make the most money. To benefit the charity that is helping people, I don't care what the as long as it's morally okay to do. Okay, well, let me get a little bit. Uh, let me get a little bit interesting here because I'm gonna be a bit more blunt. Because I think it's talking gonna be a first for you. Making interesting naked girls. I think I think that's a little mm -hmm. bit too easy to talk about. Let's okay. talk about. Let's say you are you have a charity against type two diabetes, and again, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So so you're trying to like you know type two. Not type one. Yeah. So, and your whole campaign drive is a bake sale where you're selling lots of sweets. Yeah. I mean, th that's kind of against the idea of going against type two diabetes. Or let's say that you're trying to fight alcoholism, and yeah. your campaign drive is to sell a bunch of alcohol. Yeah. And, and you have like a big drinking party at a bar, an open bar. Yeah. That's a great idea. No, that, no, that is not. <laughs> that's going to raise a lot of money, and if it's helping end alcoholism or raise awareness, like that's great. Okay, but you're going against this thing, but you're partaking that thing yourself, right? No, because I'm not. If I drink, I'm not partaking in alcoholism. That's a disease. It is. But you... I'm not partaking in diabetes by eating a candy bar. You're, you're... Like I can buy candy and be against diabetes at the same time. Logically, yes, but you need to be consistent with the the messaging, the goal, like the. Meat. What's the message? You're not allowed to eat sweets. Well, the message is that if you're trying to fight this thing, that you have, like, you're showing your alignment with that thing, right? 
because if you are like, yeah, let's like type 2 diabetes and let's uh, mm-hmm. eat all these sweets and stuff that these other people can't eat because they have type 2 diabetes, that, that kind of yeah. is conduct. And here's, here's the sign. Like these sweets, some people can't have them because they got diabetes. <laughs> Buy these sweets now to prevent it going into the future. That's a great marketing technique. People like sweets. It raises awareness about how people get the diabetes, and it raises money. That's a win for everybody. Can you raise money while you're telling people, hey, sweets give you type 2 diabetes, so go buy some right now? If it's a type are in 2 diabetes them, yeah. charity event. <laughs> people, people know about diabetes. They, they write right on uh, the bottle of alcohol, don't drink too much of this. They write... Right on uh, cigarettes. They have pictures in some places where it's mandated. You have to have pictures of people with rotting faces. That's like, if you smoke this, you will die. And people still buy it. Mm-hmm. They don't care. You, that's it's true. not. It, it's not about. It's about instead of the profits going to going to Keebler, the profits are going to prevent something that this thing in the first place might have caused. I think that's not only a good way to do it it's noble to take those profits away from that business and instead give it to something that's preventing a disease that it's causing uh, okay but okay so let's say you have cigarettes and then you market yeah. those cigarettes to people but you know say a certain portion of those funds go to charity to prevent yeah. people from smoking cigarettes to prevent no 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 you don't prevent somebody from doing a thing you to solve uh lung cancer uh-huh. great I would sell I would sell cigarettes to fund the uh, prevention of lung cancer. But the prevention of lung cancer would be done through not selling cigarettes. No, it wouldn't because people are still going to get lung cancer. Yes, but they're going to get mostly lung cancer. You know, a high portion of people who get lung cancer are from smoking cigarettes. What? Yeah, but what if you sell enough cigarettes that you prevent lung cancer and then people can smoke without getting cancer? That's great. Cigarettes cured cancer. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kirsten, I want your take on this. I feel so. I honestly kind of side with Steven still. Okay, wh- why? <laughs> why? Like it's, it's shitty. It's all very shitty. But it's going to make money for something good. Oh, my God. That's what it comes down to. <laughs> it's shitty, but it's going to make money. I, I will. Yeah. yeah, I will, like, vehemently. Be against minors doing the whole, like, car wash, bikini thing, like, no matter what. Mm-hmm. No mm-hmm. matter what. Yeah. But in, like, any other situation where anyone's, like, like a consenting adult, like, you're 21 and you're a college student and you like, you know, partying, but you also want to, like, donate to a charity like be nice for one weekend oh well there's an event where you can drink and do something good at the same time or like oh like this event for type 2 diabetes is you know it's it's just like technically fundamentally wrong but it's for a good cause and I like chocolate chip cookies so I might as well I'm not going to get type 2 diabetes from having one chocolate chip cookie, but (laughs) buying a chocolate chip cookie gives money to the charity or the foundation or research that's going to help towards curing it or making it easier to maintain. Okay. So, 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 yes, it's going to raise money. So we're we're not in disagreement about that. And we're also not in disagreement that it's probably going to raise more money. But ideally, you want 
you know, the best way to create something good is to do something good, right? Just having a party is not doing something good. I mean, I'm not saying having a party is bad, but you're trying you're trying to affect this thing. Like, I could see it where, let's say that you have a fundraiser to uh, raise money to cure cancer, right? And what do the people do? They raise money by saying that they're going to shave their head on this day, you know, because people who get chemotherapy tend to lose their hair. Mm-hmm. Right. I think that makes sense, right? That's that's a good marketing thing because that's in line with the you know the end or the, the end of it, right? Which is to raise money for people with cancer and trying to raise empathy through shaving your own head. I, I, th- I see your point, but I'm like, I, like I, I feel for the people who have gotten cancer and who've had to shave their head. The only time I'm ever going to shave my head is if and when I get cancer. So I will donate money like I have <laughs> to help. Cancer I'll donate causes. money to myself. <laughs> <laughs> I got cancer. Here's a dollar, me. But I feel like if you Don't can just donate the money, I think yeah. that that's good enough. The The hypocrisy of the thing does not matter. So, Nate, you're, my, my point comes down to a math problem and yours doesn't. And that's, I think, where the disagreement comes in. So if you do... Uh, you spend the day cleaning up trash and uh, you raise money doing that and you, you make $500 and you do a good thing. That good thing is worth a five for because you spent that time cleaning up. You spent five hours cleaning up the, tra- the trash. You made $500. So then you, on the other hand, you have somebody else who's just raising money through uh, scantily clad women or selling um, selling candy at a bake sale for diabetes and they make five thousand dollars and in doing so they that five thousand dollars does more good than the good that the five hundred dollars and the cleaning up trash did so i think it's a net win to make raise more money even if it's uh not completely in line with the the thing in and of itself that you're trying to prevent I think you're doing more good by raising more money than uh, as far as that that's concerned. It would come down to a math problem. See, I, I think we just have a different like philosophy on this is, is what I have to conclude because mm-hmm. that's more like a like more like a, like a utilitarian means sort of justification for it. And Which I, is weird that you're taking the moral high ground and I'm being utilitarian. How's that? Because that's pretty much the opposite of our normal dichotomy. Hmm. Hmm. I uh, I could come up with a utilitarian argument against that, which I don't think mm-hmm. I would be very accurate. But the argument would be something to the effect of: certainly, it's the case that you can raise money for these good causes. It causes more good in the world, at least initially. But the fact that you aren't that you're doing this continuously, like maybe it's just for one instance, it's okay, right? Because you raise some so good, but then when you normalize that, say that means where you're not actually doing anything good necessarily. You're kind of just raising money. You know, maybe more good would be done if people were actually doing good things. You know, instead of, say, partying to raise money, maybe just have all those people just actually do the thing. And maybe more good would be generated that way if you have a different, say, a more in-line means. But they're not going to spend as much money. Right. You got to get them drunk. Well, yeah, but... Then the money flows. The, the idea is that certainly there's a short-term aspect to it but maybe the long-term aspect is not there in the in, in the, say the uh just going after money because you might say this charity raised this amount of money 
but then we're not we're actually good at it doing. Whereas, let's say in my alternate scenario, where everyone's just doing good and not, you're not focusing on the money as much, maybe it's actually more good is happening. Well, the assumption that's being made is that the money is doing good. And if you, you take away that assumption, then it completely changes the argument. But I think that the money is doing good. So let's say you do the bake sale for diabetes and five people who donate at that bake sale by buying stuff get type 2 diabetes. But by raising that money, you cure type 2 diabetes or you cure 10 people. That's a net win. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. It's math, man. It's ma- it's charity math. All right. All right. Kirsten, just tell me how much you agree with me. Just tell me how right I am. I wish I could. <laughs> I wish I could just zoom onto your face just because it's just like, I want to win. I want to win this argument. Steven <laughs> keeps listing the numbers. <laughs> It's like, I don't want to win the just argument. make up some fake numbers, Nate. I, I, I just want you to say, like, yes, it's all about money. Yes, we're bad people. Like, that's that's all I want you guys to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's all about money because that is what's going to cause the greatest positive effect. And that makes me a better person than you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Kirsten, thank you so much for agreeing with me. You're welcome back anytime. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and I just want to be clear oh, <laughs> that for anyone who's hearing this, don't mistake me when I'm saying it's not, I'm not saying it's not ethical. I'm not saying that if you have a charity drive, which is not in alignment with your end, that you're going to be thrown in jail or scorned or like say have rocks thrown at you like that that's not the idea it's kind of just more like sketchy or just kind of more like i don't know it, it's not as good like it's it's better to do something where it's in line with the end as opposed to otherwise if you have something that if you have something that directly competes with the point like a bake sale for diabetes i think that the like the actual efficacy of it is going to be reduced. Mm. I don't disagree with that. My point is that the morality of the thing uh, being done, such as having naked people for raising money for cancer research, those two things aren't indirect conflict. So I think that that would raise a shit ton more money than a bake sale for cancer research. So your point of uh, when you have a bake sale that is for diabetes I agree that that's not a good idea because I don't think it will make money, mm. not because it's in contrast with the thing. I think it won't make it won't make money because of that. But if the question was uh, a bake sale that we've done the research and the best way to raise the most money for diabetes research is through a bake sale, then I have absolutely no issue with doing that. Right. So in, in this case, your argument is that the contradictive like say the contradictive nature of a bake sale for diabetes is not likely to be effective because it's contradictory. Like people are going to pick up on that. It's like, that's, that's kind of strange. Like, like, right. like it's, it's not. So it will reduce the oh. efficacy of the actual thing itself. Right. Right. So, so it's just more like a bad strategy than it is like something which is immoral, immoral, that's, immoral. That's well, because of the, whatever the morality there is and whatever the, the, uh, you know, contradiction is, 
people aren't going to like that hypocrisy, so they're not going to donate to it. I think that is a bad marketing technique, but I don't have an issue with it. I only have an issue with it because it's a bad marketing technique, not because it's Hippocratic. Mm -hmm. If it was Hippocratic and raised the most money, I have no problem with it. Mm -hmm. Kirsten, where would you say, what, what delimits the balance of marketing? Like, what, what, how far is too far? I mean, we've established that, say, advertising you know, underage women as, or men as like being a sexualized object is a bad thing, obviously. So that's one line, but where's the line ultimately drawn or where's the gray area start happening? Mm, I'm trying to think, I mean, outside of sexual tactics, um, I mean, technically speaking, things that are inappropriate for marketing are like, like, you know how 10-ish years ago we would get these ads about like, you know, like, you're our big winner. Like, click here now to claim your prize type thing. Mm -hmm. So that, like, isn't legal to do anymore. Advertisers uh, won't accept that or, like, approve that type of, like, image content because the person, like, obviously is not a winner, at least mm -hmm. yet. So they're, like, like, illegally acquiring, like, all this information about this person, like, their email, their phone number, their name, and um, they're using that so they can market like other things to that person, and they never, you know, they they never won anything in the first place. Right. So now, um, those ads don't exist anymore. You can still like see or like find ads occasionally that say like you could be a winner, but now it's actually tailored towards like like a sweepstakes style um, advertisement. So, like, yep. just not lying. In marketing is now like highly or not like highly it's it's better regulated now than it was a decade or two ago when the internet first popped out kind of like sort of more contractual agreement like if you say that you have x y or z that you actually get that thing you know or it, it not be falsely advertised like because I, I suppose there's being like a contract being made like if you say purchase a product or have something like there that the thing that you're being advertised is relating to the actual thing that you're going to get yeah i got tricked like me and my dad got tricked by one of those uh those schemes where it's like you got this uh thing in the mail mm -hmm. and it was from like a car company like uh one of the dealers somewhere around here and my dad threw it away but then he thought you know it's like one of those scratch ticket ones it's like oh let's just take a look and then said that we wanted like a thousand dollars and i actually read all the fine print and details and you know it seemed legit because i thought that they would be constantly at you know obligated to give us the money because i read all these fine details like i thought it was fake initially but then we went went there and then explained oh like these actually aren't the real numbers to match it's actually the ones on the board here uh and they got my dad's contact details and then they gave us like both five dollar gift cards to walmart Oh, that's awkward. Yeah. So they did that because they were hoping you'd come by super confused and like maybe they'd sell you a car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's fucked up. Honestly, I think it was more about uh, lead generation in that case because like they were even trying to sell my, sell my dad a car. This wanted his contact information to buy, for him to buy a car later or maybe buy a car then would be the ultimate goal for them. But I think they're more just trying to get like uh, leads. I guess and that's, that's one really way to smart do lead, it lead generation is very very expensive so uh if you can generate a lead for five dollars like that is a no-brainer 
you definitely want to do that. Even if uh, 1% make a sale, as long as, uh, as long as your sale nets you more than $500, like there's a good chance you were going to spend $500 on advertising anyway, you've just made back your money and that's a really good way to do it. So it's not a bad way to do it. It's, but the, there's definitely an efficacy issue uh, that, that could show in, in that way. Um, my specific thing isn't necessarily about the efficacy of marketing in general uh, for any business, but specifically for a charity that is that is doing good rather than something that's just raising money or mm -hmm. earning money for a, a, an individual. Mm -hmm. Is Kirsten, what's the what's the shadiest marketing tactic you've seen in in the in the field? Mm -hmm. Or, or one of the shadier tactics that, you know, is out there? I mean, when I was doing, like, advertising, it was mostly, you know, just on Plenty of Fish or Pornhub. But I think, I think really one of the shadier practices out there is just, like, promising something that you can't fulfill, for one. And for two, and uh, I was definitely guilty of this, but mm -hmm. Plenty of Fish had rolled out this, like, new rule about um mm -hmm. not like because like we used to be able to put pictures of women in bikinis for ads on plenty of fish and then they like got rid of that and then everyone moved over to like short shorts and like really tight tank tops with like cleavage showing and then they were like okay you can't do that so then it just got to this point where like they really wanted the women in the images to you know be like innocent looking for the most part like no indication of like sexual desires or whatever but obviously the sexual aspect of that sold so a lot of marketers including myself would find like the best possible images that we could so like women that would be uh tilted to the side and like sticking their like behind out to like round it out but then like puffing their chest out um like the very very lightest amount of like cleavage or we'd like use graphic design to kind of like cut it off a little bit so it wasn't as um like in your face basically we would find ways to kind of like cheat those little rules here and there so that we could make the most possible roi because we know showing off like we know showing off like a woman in like just fully clothed, like covered up, uh, saint-like was just not going to convert. Mm -hmm. And this is like literally one of those things where you could see like sex sales. Like it sounds like like you, you would see an impact on your uh, ROI, like if you had more covered women. Is that right? Yeah, a bad impact oh. on ROI. <laughs> like, oh, jeez. Yeah. So... I uh I would like go on this is so bad but this is like just this is what I learned being in it for so long but I would go on like websites that um would have like women sharing selfie images of themselves like kind of in that provocative stance but like still covered mm -hmm. up so it would like pass for plenty of fish and then mm -hmm. uh and all these women were like from like Britain for the most part, just like overseas. So I could mm -hmm. like 
like I said, for really bad, but I would take their picture, I'd run the ad, and I would make money off of their selfie. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, but like hundreds of marketers like started doing this, hundreds, mm -hmm. and then it just got really competitive. It sounds like like you kind of constrained in those kind of ways, so you just find any way to get around it because you, you know like the the ROIs can be generated by the sex or the sexual appeal, and so you just find anything that can be sexy about you know someone fully clothed or I, I don't know something to that effect. Yeah. Yep. There was a no. there's an ad that pops up sometimes on Facebook that's for a dating app, and it's uh it's a picture of a of a fully clothed like it's it's barely you know chest up and it says uh dtf across the top and then this down the side Facebook? yeah and then down the side it says find your soulmate so it's down to find your soulmate as it rolls down uh, so it the uh, dtf is in like big block letters and very very clear uh and that's what catches your eye and then it like rolls down the side so i thought that was a very very smart way to market something pc in a very risque way that's that exact finding the loophole and sailing right on through it wow that is smart that is smart i think it's effective but i don't like it like it just seems deceptive so here's here's what here's what i would do i would get a picture of uh, a fully clothed girl uh like doing doing dishes or um doing laundry or something and have her like laughing and she's all soaked in water because she's doing the dishes i don't think that would pass so you see this is the same concept that we use with a car wash where you take you take something that i want to have this girl be uh all like covered in water so in order to do that, I'm going to put her in a situation where it's okay that she's, it's innocent that she's covered in water, like a car wash or dishes or something like that. She's, she's watering the garden. Oh, got some on myself, but it's okay. Cause she's just watering the garden. There's nothing sexual about that. She's got a big hose leaking water all over her in her hand. That's not sexual. Well, it, it comes to the point that anything can be sexualized. I mean, that, that's kind of, well, the thing you can like sexual. Yes, but. There are things that are way more like overtly, obviously trying to be sexual. Yeah, it's supposed to be harder to sexualize taking a dump. I mean, some people are probably into that, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, yeah, hard, hard to see a commercial like that. Yeah, I, actually, it's like my girlfriend's been watching a lot of TV lately, and like there'll be like these uh, these commercials for like showers, not showers, like shampoo and everything, and it's always like this. You know, it's always just like this girl in the shower, you know, just essentially naked, but they don't show any like any real things. But I was just kind of watching, I'm like, this is like a very sexual ad. It's not appearing sexual, it's appearing just like this is just about a shower ad. And it's kind of how they shot it, this kind of kind of appears. But, you know, they're essentially showing like this attractive naked girl, like just in these kind of ways that don't overtly seem sexual or present a sexual. And that's what's considered smarketing. I always marketing? marketing. They'll find a way. Smart marketing. Really? That's a real thing. So it's it's just oh, kind okay. of like a silly term, but yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. I see. I see. Uh, you have any instances where you've done some smarketing? Oh God. 
that I can think of off the top of my head. Yes, yes. Uh, name every single one. Holy fuck. Nathan, you just want <laughs> so much from me. <laughs> I'm very demanding. Uh, See, I just make stuff up. I mean, Anytime I, I mean, yes, but nothing that I would admit to live. <laughs> oh, okay. There we go. There yeah. we go. That's a really it, good it's answer. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's a good way to say nothing while yeah. saying everything. I am not a person to market myself, which is kind of an issue I have. Because as Peter knows, like I used to make these animations and videos and also produce some music. And essentially, I just kind of keep it to myself, you know, for whatever reason. Like, I, I even made the, the album. I made, like, CDs and stuff. And it's like, eh, you know. I gave it to, like, my friends because if they asked. But I didn't really, like, throw it around anywhere. I didn't care. I mean, if that's your prerogative, go for it. If that's what you want to do, do it. <laughs> it's just, I mean... I mean, like, it just indicate if you wanted to keep the stuff that you make to yourself, but. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, I, you know, people, like, got into it, that'd be fine. But I think I'm getting to the point right now, my mentality, where I want to monetize everything. And I'm kind of getting to where I actually want to make money for things. Like, because I'm almost, like, 30 now, and it's kind of like, uh, I, th I think the normal kind of job stuff is kind of getting bland. Like, it's it's too much on the rails. So I'm kind of looking to actually monetize some things ideally. Have you tried um, selling uh, candy bars to people with diabetes? Topless. Uh, I hear it's a market. It's a topless. <laughs> Wait, is it, I'm gonna be topless, or am I gonna hire someone else to be topless? Yeah. <laughs> Why you gotta choose just one? Okay, so I'll go around topless, mm -hmm. give them candy bars, and say, "Hey, this has plenty of sugar." Yeah. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> like this is going to help uh help people with diabetes meaning myself <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> give me money just to support my diabetes please no no no. you don't phrase it like that buddy this no? is going to help someone with diabetes it just happens to be yourself but you don't say that part oh okay so, so because... they think it's a charitable cause but really it's just this is going to help me well, it still is, right? It's still a terrible cause. Hell yeah, for sure. Buying a, a, a like a, a transaction of you buy a product from me, that's charity. Mm -hmm. You should mm -hmm. feel good about buying products from me. <laughs> because I so, donate it to me. Because <laughs> I donate it to a very worthy cause of my own bank account. <laughs> uh, oh, I think I did that in a, in a fake ad one time. I did it in uh, the... Uh, there was an ad about a garage sale. I was just selling stuff in my driveway out of my out of the trunk of my car. I called it junk in my trunk, and I'm like, all the money goes to helping someone starving me. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, one of what I will say that's like I don't even know if it's like necessarily a bad marketing practice, but it's just like, it's like in some cases these things can blow up, and they're not even true. But GoFundMe's are so easy to abuse. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of those. And like, like the marketing that goes along with it is just like, if the story, true or not, is good, good enough to share to thousands, hundreds of thousands, or even millions of people across America, mm -hmm. 
if it ends up being fake, and in some cases it has been in the past, then that's just like it's not even just like bad. Yeah, it's also just like it's honestly bad research on like society's part too, because we like feed into the marketing someone else's story because it's so good, and then you find out like three weeks later that it was all fake because they got investigated and then got like reported, but you don't get your money back. I think. I don't know how mm-hmm. GoFundMe works too much other than, like, you go fund someone who's in need. I mean, when yeah. the end is kind of more ambiguous, like, for legal fees or, like, for court case or uh, – I, I know, for instance, there's been some 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 times where, like, say someone gets in trouble with something or someone's family member dies and they'll have a GoFundMe for the funeral costs or whatever. But that's kind of like a general catch-all sort of cause. And part of the – Thing that happens apparently with this sometimes is that like it's a general kind of cause for the family right who's the family exactly i guess i guess sometimes like they might get raised like a million dollars and that million dollars goes to the family but you know the funeral costs are only going to be like say 15 20 000 or something to that effect so they left with like an extra 100 you know thousand to like you know nine hundred thousand dollars dollars to play with and they all fight over who gets the money mm-hmm. which is a little bit awkward but yeah, there's also other instances where a lot of these, uh, like say more product-based GoFundMe's. There's there's one I think it's called the Circle bracelet, and it's supposed mm-hmm. to be this like, futuristic bracelet that you would uh, put on your wrist here and project like a screen onto your hand, and you could use that hand like to touch onto it, kind of like a you might see in like certain futuristic sci-fi movies. Yeah. But you can kind of interact with it that way, and this is the whole premise of the idea. And they had like a little video demo of it, which was something that they, it was more like a mock-up than anything because they obviously photoshopped it. And there's a guy on YouTube who did some debunks of this, but uh, named Captain Disillusion. But the whole idea of the product was kind of flawed to begin with because just the law of physics in nature, you know, you can't project, you know, a surface, which is say brighter than the actual thing it's on. So Essentially, like if you have a projector screen projecting onto the wall, that image on the wall can get only as bright as the surrounding area to it because that's the contrast. So, like the idea that you'd have a usable screen on this that you'd actually be like readable, like a normal screen, was just kind of not feasible, you know, without having, say, super high powered uh, optics that would blind you or kind of uh, fry your skin. Yeah, they need a little screen that slides out onto your hand and then it projects onto the screen. Will this be internally installed into our hands? or? I think it was a watch you said. I mean, honestly, I'd get something installed in my brain. That'd be pretty cool. I feel like I've read enough about having like foreign objects in your body that it's not worth. Are we back to Pornhub? No, we're not. <laughs> Where is this going? So, I mean, like... Women get advertised different things, and often we're advertised, like, the idea of plastic surgery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, silicone... You get plastic surgery, and we get dick pills. <laughs> yes, but the pills pass through you, and you're, like, pretty much fine. Where I've uh, read, like, pretty... Well, not, like, recently, but over the last year, that implants can actually cause a lot of like intense adverse effects for the women who get them mm-hmm. um like i mean i won't go into full detail but it can be like 
migraine several days a week, just like always feeling tired. Um, mm-hmm. A big one is like full body, like inexplicable rashes. And they'll go to these doctors and like the symptoms can be so, so much worse, but they'll go to these doctors and be like, I don't know why this is happening to my body. And they'll like run all these tests and all the tests will come back. Like there's nothing wrong. And it's like, well, that doesn't make any sense. And then they'll finally get an explant and like get them all out. And then like all the symptoms that they had while they had the implants away like Mm -hmm. anywhere between like two days and like six months after getting the explant depending on how bad and like frequently occurred the symptom uh, was happening when they had them in so like the idea of installing something into my body is now like not a good one personally even if it's a nano chip in the brain like what would metal do inside of your brain because <laughs> like, there are like carcinogens and stuff and implants and um like mercury and stuff so i don't want i don't it's not even something i would want to consider at this point in time mm-hmm. you guys want to install a screen into your arm to you know have a watch project like a movie onto it or something by all means go for it that'd be great then i could watch a movie like this all day an hour, <laughs> hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, I was like, your whole arm turns blue around it or something. And you're like, what is happening? I'll feel immersed because I'm watching Avatar, baby. <laughs> Speaking about the plastic surgery, getting off topic again, but... We're really good at that. <laughs> there's, a, there's a case of... It, it's not like super super common but i think it's more common with a certain kind of uh breast enhancement surgery but uh there's these women that get it done and there's this kind of weird thing that happens where there's usually a little bit of scar tissue that builds up you know when you get any sort of like say uh surgery done or any sort of like thing like that but there's this uh weird condition that can happen where the scar tissue like happens but then gets getting more built up and then the breast tissue essentially becomes you know, the scar tissue and it just keeps building, building, building. And so this one girl, she kind of just goes around. I think she's a stripper actually, but there's, there's a few of them who have this condition and her breasts are like, like, I don't know, like the, the biggest breasts like you've ever seen. And it's all caused by the fact that it, it there's like a, a, an internal loop of this building up more and more scar tissue on the inside. Scary. Thanks. Yeah, I, actually, I think that's how they actually caused it. That's right, because the whole scar tissue thing was actually how they initiate the the breast enhancement. That's that's actually how that one worked. Mm. But some usually it stops, you know, at a certain point for most people. But for some people, this doesn't stop because their body's different or weird or whatever, and it just keeps going and going and going. I finally get what the Red Hot Chili Peppers were singing about. <laughs> Mate, your look right now is like I did I either you didn't get the joke or you really don't find anything I say funny. I didn't get the joke. They have a song called Scar Tissue. Do they? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Is it like the Dayo? Yeah. Dayo. Yeah, it's that Dayo. one, the one from Beetlejuice. Do I come and we wanna go home? Yup, that's it. Scar tissue come and my breasts won't stop growing. <laughs> So, Kirsten, thank you so much for coming on. <laughs> this has been 
uh, an actually amazing episode. Very off topic, but I think it was also on topic at the same time. A right. very on on brand for us to be. I feel like if you throw the keyword in there every now and then, then you're you're good. You're good. That's yeah. it exactly. And we're gonna be able to set. We're gonna be able to have so many good tags. Pornhub, giant breasts. It's gonna be great. Uh, <laughs> strippers, car wash. Car wash. It's gonna be really really good for our uh, for our searchability. So. Thank you so much for coming out. What do you uh what do you want to plug this time? I know you get a lot of projects. That's true. You know what? I I just want to plug in my uh, drone work this time. I don't have a specific website or anything for it, but if anyone's interested in uh, drone and video work for their business, then they can reach out to me on my NH Communities page. Outstanding. Would that be more local to New Hampshire or like, how far around do you go? It'd be uh, it'd be more local to New Hampshire. I'm willing to travel like. Hey, baby, money makes the world go around. Like an hour, but then if you're talking about like north and south strictly, like I don't mind, you know, going straight up 93 all the way to like Lincoln, New Hampshire, or something. Listen, I'll I'll talk for Kirsten. If you wanna send her to California to film something for you, and you're gonna pay the way free vacation she's all for it <laughs> when the pandemic is over you got you got paid when for it's over two people and a dog boarding travel all the jazz but let me tell you nobody gonna be able to make a video like that best one you're gonna find new hampshire communities page on facebook um go ahead and reach out and uh thank you again for coming on thank you I will see you again this week. Not on the that, podcast, in person. That that sounds great. Nathan, <laughs> do have you ever did you ever do a a fundraiser for the wrestling team? Uh yeah. Yeah, we did a couple, but it's like I never actually showed up to them because they're like so I guess there's like these swimming docks out in the water and the idea is that you would go out in the cold freezing water in the uh, middle of October or November and you just pull them out and pull them up onto the uh the shore and that was terrible so I never did it these swimming dogs why docks. are dogs out there in the middle of the winter no, no the, the swimming docks like you know like uh you know like how you like jump off like there's like little platforms in the middle of the water and you kind of jump off them what did that have to do with wrestling well yeah that that, that that's a good question it's just something to pay them for and get money for oh well, and you didn't, you don't participate in any charity? Uh, no, no. I mean, I donated to this couple charities before, but it was on mistake because then I just got spanned with lots of like other charities. So I stopped doing that. You only, you only donate to charities on accident. Uh, pretty much. Nate, we need to talk. <laughs>